to episode 57 of Be Boomer Unleashed. I'm Jerry Lake, the Unleashed Baby Boomer, and I'll be your host for today's episode. And for all the episodes of Be Boomer Unleashed, today's episode, Life After High School Part 4, Learning About Careers in Middle School. Before we go to that episode, let me remind you, as always, where you can find our podcast. You can always find us at Be Boomer Unleashed. Dot podbean.com. You can find us on Google Play and iTunes at B Boomer Unleashed, on iHeartRadio at B.Boomer Unleashed, on Facebook, Spotify, and Instagram. You can find our link at B Boomer Unleashed and on Twitter at B Boomer Unleash One. As always, we encourage you to drop us an email at bboomerunleashed at gmail.com. Once again, that's bboomerunleashed at gmail.com. And you can uh, send us suggestions for future episodes. If you'd like to be a guest on the Be Boomer Unleashed show, the podcast here with me, you're certainly welcome to send us a topic and we'll try to get you on to talk about it. As you know, we've been talking about life after high school. In our first episode in this series, we talked about what was a available to the baby boomers following high school and what we did when we got out of high school and some of the boomers even dropped out of high school and found successful careers. Not so much the case today. In the next episode, we featured an interview with former student Josh Bloss and how he chose a path other than a four-year degree. Last week, we spoke with Frank Barnett, vocational director for Cabell County Schools, about opportunities available at the Career Technical Center, not only in Cabell County, but around the state and around the country. Our interview took place at the Cabell County Career Technology Center. This week, we talked to Tracy McClanahan, who teaches a relatively new program for Cabell County entitled Career Literacy, and uh, she does that at Barbersville Middle School. And she tells us what they're trying to do with that program to prepare middle school students to choose a viable career path for them. So without further ado, let's go to that recorded interview now. Well, we have with us uh, today on the Be Boomer Unleashed podcast a very special guest. We find ourselves at Barbersville Middle School again where we interviewed a former student. And this young lady teaches here, but she was also a student back in the day Mm -hmm. and kind of like returning to the scene of the crime. But (laughs) uh, we're uh, thrilled to have her here today. And she teaches a... uh, fairly new program here at Barbersville Middle School uh, called um, Career Literacy, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first of all, uh, welcome Tracy McClanahan. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. I understand you're quite a Volkswagen aficionado. Yes, yes I am. I have a 1974 Volkswagen Beetle. Wow. Mm -hmm. So what got you interested in Volkswagens? I don't know. I just, I love the look of them. Mm -hmm. And when I was little, um, my mom said that I would always pick the Volkswagens out and play with them, like my, out of my little matchbox cars and stuff. But I don't know. I just, I've always liked them. And I think also I really love the music from the 60s and 70s. And they're kind of like an iconic car during that time. Yeah. So... So you were born like 40 years too late. Yeah, you? that's yeah. what my mom says too. Yeah, you yeah. should have been a child. You should have been a boomer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. Well, I had a 73 Beetle that I used to drive to school, as you know, but mm-hmm. it's, um, uh, don't have it anymore, but they're they're great little cars. They're yeah, really fun. fun to drive. Well, uh, Tracy, what, what got you interested in teaching or how did you make the choice to become a teacher, first of all, this these past few weeks we've been talking about mm-hmm. life after high school. Yeah. 
did did you have any like career counseling in high school or anything like that? To get no, right no, not really. I mean, I I didn't have any actually, and you know the reason I got into teaching is I had some really great teachers growing up, and I mean I came up through the Cabell County School System, and I had um, some teachers at Martha Elementary that I absolutely loved, Mrs. Stewart. Um, I had Mrs. Back, which I think she's. Bowyer now, I'm not real right. sure. I think um, so. And then when I got to middle school, I had some fantastic teachers. I had you, of course. Of course. Of um, course. I had Mrs. Stevenson, Brenda Stevenson, right. who is absolutely fantastic. Yes, she is. Love her. Actually, I have her granddaughter in class now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, in, in high school, I had some just super teachers, Mrs. Smalley. Um, I had Mr. Cordell was there. There were, I mean, just so many wonderful, wonderful teachers. And, you know, I always kind of thought when I got to high school, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to college. I know I'm going to college. I know I'm going to go to Marshall because, you know, love Marshall University. And when I f- first went into Marshall, I thought, you know, I do want to be a teacher, but I didn't know what kind of teacher. Right. So I thought I would do music. And so I was on in the band and on the drum line, and I really, really loved it. And But there came a point in time where I was like, you know, what do I want to teach? Right. So I ended up getting a special education degree, and I did that for about six years. Um, and then I just didn't have the type of time and relationship with students that I thought I would. Um, I mean, I knew... I knew that there was a, a better, I guess, way that I could, you know, reach more kids. Right. So um, the English position came open at Barbersville Middle School. Um, I'd been at Midland as a special ed teacher for four years, and I liked it, but I just felt like I spent most of my time doing paperwork right. and didn't really get to know the kids as much. So this job here came open, and I bid on it and have an interview and everything, and they said it's for career literacy. And I was, I thought... Okay, that sounds interesting. What you the know. heck is that? Yeah, pretty much, yeah, because, I mean, it's like a brand new thing. Like, it, right. was, th- they, it was the first year ever that they were going to have it that I was going to teach. And so I was like, all right, well, let's do it. Let's do this thing. Let's figure out, you know, what it is. And Lauren Warthammer was really um, kind of brought it to fruition and, and it was kind of like her, her baby. She's kind of like a force. She is a force, <laughs> isn't she? She's <laughs> crazy amazing. And um, so she and then Kirsten Sabatka, right. they kind of got the ball rolling and, and we started, all the teachers they'd hired started going to the trainings and everything. And um, my cohort, Sam Fleming, on Team A, she um, she and I, you know, we'd go to the trainings together and we would plan. And in the way that we would do things, we'd say, okay, well, here is the career that we have to teach. And we would look at the big picture. We'd say, okay, what kind of final, like, kind of project do we want the kids to be able to do as far as this career is concerned? And then we would kind of work backwards from it and say, okay, well, in order to do that, what do they need to know? And it would just and that's just how it is, you know? And so that's how we do, like, a whole nine weeks of whatever career it is that we have to do. Right. Well, that's, you know, that's a great um, project you've got mm-hmm. going on there. Of course, I taught for many years and was a school administrator for many yeah. years. And a lot of times I'd ask kids, well, what are you, you going to do when you get out of high school? Yeah. What are you going to do? And most of them have no clue. No, they don't you know. know. They, don't, they don't know. And for years we've been... Um, promoted to think that college is, right. the, is the only path, and right. that's not right. On next week's show, we've got Frank Barnett, 
uh, from oh, the yeah. Career Tech Center. Sure. And we're talking about the uh, vocational school mm-hmm. and some after-school mm-hmm. options there. But this is getting kids early. Certainly, they're not ready to enter the workforce in middle right. school, but at least it gives them an idea of what they're mm-hmm. doing. Now, do you have this curriculum in all three grades, yes. sixth, seventh, and eighth? Yep. And do you, what, is there a difference in the types of careers that you cover yes. in each grade level? Yeah. So tell me so, a little bit about that. Um, sixth grade, they kind of do, they do law and public safety. Um, they do child care and teaching. So that's one of the careers. Seventh grade, we do communications, um, hospitality and tourism. Currently, we're on entrepreneurship. And then we finish up the year with arts and technology. Um, and then eighth grade, they do more of like um, the more like STEM, I guess mm, you could say. Right. They do um, um, like they do construction. They do um, like a medical one. And then they do a lot of fun projects. Like they build, um, they like build miniature houses and they have to do all the plans and things for that. And right. so it's, it's pretty neat. But yeah, every grade level has their own career literacy uh, classes, but we all kind of teach a different, different type of um, thing. For the old guys out there listening to this program, like me, uh, STEM, as, oh, yeah. uh, as she mentions, is science, technology, engineering, and math. Mm-hmm. And recently, that's kind of they've kind of changed that a little mm-hmm. bit. Now they call it STEAM, and Steam. they've added arts in yep. there. So, what's that all about? I mean, um, so what what STEAM is? It's taking kind of all of those different. Um, types of, not modalities, but kind right. of different types of um, things that the kids are going to possibly be using in the future, and they're trying to put those and make sure those are being taught in the school and in the classroom. So, and then they're putting the art in there as well, so they're able to get kind of all the different facets of it. Right. Yeah, for years people thought the arts, the arts, what's that all about? You know, mm-hmm. we're going to draw pictures for a living, you're going to play guitar on the streets and you look for a living, but arts encompasses a whole mm-hmm. lot more than just painting and, and playing and singing, and and there are a lot of uh, careers out there in the arts. Uh, you know, former uh, student here, um, uh, older than you, is out in Oklahoma now, and mm-hmm. he, like, manages a, um, an art gallery and, oh, and yeah. those mm-hmm. kinds of things, you know. So there's a lot of careers uh, open to kids in a lot of different mm-hmm. things. But now the careers that you all cover mm-hmm. in your curriculum, they, they're they not all geared toward college, right? Right. Actually, a, a child or a student can come out of, uh, of uh, high school and be like workforce ready mm-hmm. or be ready to uh, go into some um, uh, technical mm-hmm. uh, skill. Yep. Uh, you know, back in the old days, and Mr. Barnett and I talked about a bit of this last week a bit, people kind of thought that the vocational center Right. was for the folks that couldn't go to college. But yep. that's not really the case anymore. I mm-hmm. mean, they have uh, some tremendous programs mm-hmm. down there. For example, their uh, CAD program down there, if somebody wanted to be an engineer or something, that, that yep. would be a great place to start. They also have, you know, their culinary program. There's there's just lots of things uh, to do there. So how the kids, uh, how do they receive this? Uh, do they, are they pretty happy with what they're doing do they yeah I mean it's 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 fun to teach because we do get to have a lot of project based learning um, we call it PBL because you know right. we have to shorten everything we, we got to have an yeah. initial for everything, everything. Um, but yeah so the kids 
I mean, they they get pretty excited about all the things that we do. Um, you know, not all of it, but um, you know, at the beginning of the year, always go through kind of our syllabus and say, you know, here's here are the different career clusters that we're going to cover this year. Here are some of the types of projects that we're going to do, and they they seem pretty excited about it. Um, what we're doing right now, like entrepreneurship. Right. So we start with learning some of the vocab, because this is a reading class, right? Literacy means right. reading. So, which I have to explain that to them, because right. they say, oh, we're doing reading, aren't we? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we are. We do reading. Um, but so right now, entrepreneurship. So they're, you know, researching online. They each have their own entrepreneur. And they're researching certain questions like, um, did this entrepreneur have any types of influences in their life? What did they go to college? Did and which they all found out that Bill Gates right. went to college, but did not graduate college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then so they're going to take that, and they actually they're doing their presentations today. They are using an app on the iPads called Clips, mm -hmm. where they um, load in different pictures and different like title slides, and their voice they record their voice on it, and um, they kind of do a video about their entrepreneur. So they're learning that, and they you know. They're reading and they're writing and they're doing it and they're not knowing they're doing it. So it's pretty easy to slip some learning in there when they don't know that they're doing it. Um, but at the end of entrepreneurship, they're going to do Shark Tank. So, oh, which you're invited good. to come and be a judge if you oh, would like sure. to. Okay. Um, so what they do is um, they have a little group that they're going to be in and they get to go through and they're going to you know think of a product. Um, has to be a new product nobody's ever invented before. They're going to go online and um, get to research to see how much it would cost to make their product, what types of expenses, if they would make any profit. Um, and then they have to do their business plan, which that's throwing some math in there, um, and then do an actual like schematic drawing, which brings some of the art in there and also the math because it's schematic. And then they have a... Uh, commercial that they'll be making for their product to try to entice people to buy it, where they're going to be learning different things like ethos and pathos as far as um, how to, you know, convince people to do certain things and appeal to them. And, um, and then once they get it all together, um, at the very end, we do our Shark Tank. And it's usually, I get to be a judge, of course, you know, because sure. I, you know, know You're what. You're the boss. Yeah, you exactly. Right. So uh, I get to be a, a shark. And then I invite other teachers and community members and right. entrepreneurs from the community to come in and kind of go through it with them. And and they're you know they're standing up front and they're doing their presentation. They get to do you know at, see how much money they need to get invested into their product, how much um, stake they're willing to give the sharks in order to get some of that money. And then they're going to be kind of going back and forth and doing counter offers and figuring out you know what what types of um, deals are the best. Right. So, I mean, that's just one. That's entrepreneurship, you know what I mean? So we have, there's three other um, career clusters that I teach every year. You know, I think entrepreneurship is mm -hmm. something that's kind of been left out of any kind of career counseling. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's it's great because if you're an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur. I mean, mm -hmm. I work for the school system, but I've always done something else, you know. Yeah, the mean, UPS store. Yeah, the UPS store. We you know, when I started teaching, I was a wedding photographer and did portraits, and and we uh, developed real estate, and we did all kinds of things, you know, in addition to uh, mm -hmm. teaching school. And if you've got that 
spark in you, you can't really turn it off. Like I retired June 30th, uh, 2018, mm -hmm. and I really don't do anything to get paid for now. Mm -hmm. But I started this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I've got a blog up and mm -hmm. going. Uh, and uh, it keeps me off the streets, yep. you know, and, and it and it gives gives me something to do. Do you ever have like uh, any of the business people from the community or anybody just come in um, and be guest speakers or anything? You know, I, I've tried that before, mm -hmm. and I have had some come in, but where it's such a long day. Oh yeah, you know, because I have five classes and they right. go from ten a.m. all the way to. 310. Right. It's hard for a person to come in for a whole day. If you're not a teacher, you yeah. can't, you can't mm -hmm. endure that for exactly. a whole day. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, and then they have to say the same exact thing five times, yeah. you know. Um, Welcome to our world. I know, right. exactly. But um, I've, I've not had entrepreneurs. We've had um, Law and Public Safety, which is one that um, Sixth Trade does. They've had, and well, I had to teach it once, So, but we had. Um, local firemen come in we had some police officers come in and we had some um, EMTs come in and do kind of a presentation in the auditorium to the kids I'm actually thinking this year I've got some students that their parents own some of the local businesses and I was thinking you know maybe I could have them just come in and just speak to that class you know right. just come in and speak to eighth period and kind of let them know what their business is all about and how they got started yeah, back in the, I guess 1973 mm -hmm. Um, I taught a class and piloted it really at Milton High School called Career Exploration. Yeah. And of course, things were a little bit different back then. And we mm -hmm. were that we had a lot of business in Huntington, a lot of industrial uh, complexes, yeah. and we did a lot of field trips and took the kids off campus yeah. and visited those mm -hmm. uh, different places. And they were uh, just uh, astonished at, at at what was out there, you know. But you know, these kids today outside of this program there's just not a whole lot goes on now back in your day probably did were they teaching intro to majors when you were in high school or they, they are remember they, that they class might. okay but they came out with that for a while and yeah. it, it was just kind of a dump in class that they had to do and it never yeah. was really successful because mm -hmm. the teachers every teacher had a lot of them had to teach a Mm -hmm. a class of that, and they weren't really interested in mm -hmm. doing that, and so sometimes it became a glorified study hall. You right. Know? So uh, that wasn't real successful. But this sounds uh, sounds like it's got you know real promise. Do you see? Yeah. Do you see this class expanding, or what? What do you see five years down the road for this class? I mean, can you see five years from now there's going to be careers out there that yeah. we haven't even thought of yeah. yet? So it's got to be in flux. Right. Yeah. Can't be a static static mm -hmm. program. Well, I mean, as you know, I mean, being a teacher, you have to be kind of resilient if you, or, you know, be able to kind of go with the flow and figure new things out. Um, and actually, the career literacy I teach now is not the same as I taught when I first began four years right. ago. So, like you said, I mean, there are all these new and different things that are, that are coming out and all these different types of technologies that we have that... Um, we didn't have four years ago. So who knows five years in the future? Who knows how, what the class will look like? Nationwide, and I'm, I'm not referring to Cabell County because I think Cabell County is still a, a great system to work in. But, mm -hmm. but teaching in some of these systems where there is so much violence and disrespect, mm -hmm. can you imagine teaching this class, say, to a group of seventh graders in Detroit or Cleveland or mm -hmm. some places where... You know, there's there's a lot of turmoil in public schools mm -hmm. now, and 
you know, these little places like Barbersville Middle School, and it's not a little place, it's a large middle school, <laughs> but you know, we're, we're really fortunate with we the population of kids yeah, we we're have lucky. here. Yeah. And uh, the neat thing about Barbersville is you do have a lot of parent involvement. Yep. Now, some of them could care less about what well, your kids yeah, are Well, yeah, you'll get that anywhere you go, anywhere. yeah. But by and large, I think we've got a uh, got a pretty good thing going here in yeah. Campbell County. I have to agree with you there. It's um, it's a really unique place to work. Yeah. You know, after having been at a lot of other, not a lot of other places, but teaching at other places before. Yeah, I mean, the parents, most most parents are just great. You can just, right. you know, and call them up and just be like, hey, just want to call and check in, you know, let you know how your kid's doing. And, and we've had... Even like just so we've had some new students here lately, and most of them, you know, come in. They want to come in. And they meet the teachers and have a little meeting and talk to them about their kids and things like that. Yeah, we're we're super fortunate to kind of be in the kind of situation we are here at our school. Oh, your principal, Mr. Gerald, he mm-hmm. was um, he was my assistant principal. And of yep. course, we talked together before that many years ago. Mm-hmm. We've been uh, been partners in crime for many years, but. Uh, <laughs> I always tell everybody, well, I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't teach him everything I know. You know? But, but he's he's real supportive in these new programs. Oh yeah. I think that's I think that's paramount to anything mm-hmm. you're going to do in school. You got to have administrative support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to have a good leader. Right. To have a good school, and yeah, and he he does that. He's um he's usually involved in pretty much everything. Right. Yeah, here at the school. When I was principal at Huntington High School. Uh, number of years ago mm-hmm. um, the guy that I followed was kind of an absentee principal mm-hmm. he had other things going mm-hmm. on and I kind of got tickled uh, one day I was standing out in the hall talking to some kids and the guy who was the associate principal at the time mm-hmm. walks out of his office into the hallway one of the kids says who is that guy Mr. Blake is that a substitute teacher and I'm going uh, that's your associate principal. I've never seen him before. Oh. So, I mean, but a principal has to be out and about. Oh, I always, yeah. always found, and I'm sure Mr. Gerald does too, the more time he spends in your classroom yep. or in the hallway mm-hmm. or at lunch or mm-hmm. out in the morning, the less time he has to spend with kids in his office mm-hmm. dealing, with, dealing with problems, you know. So, now, Guess how many times I have gone to Brent's office and actually found him in his office? Mm, probably you could count them on one hand. <laughs> yeah, in four years, I've seen once, yeah, twice, right. And it's always in, ask the secretaries. You're like, hey, uh, have you seen Mr. Gerald? And they're like, well, he came through here a little bit ago, but he was on his yeah. way doing something else, and. Yeah, he. Um, it's hard to track him down sometimes. And it doesn't stop at three o'clock, you know. Oh uh, no! Good teachers and good administrators mm-hmm. are involved with kids' lives mm-hmm. after school too, and know a little bit about their kids. Well, let me ask you this, parents: if you could give advice to a parent about preparing their child for life mm-hmm. after high school, what would some advice be that you would give them? You know, maybe step back a little. Yeah. Maybe have have your have your kids learn a little accountability before they get out of of school, out of high school. Um, you know, let them let them fail a right. little bit. Let them learn from their mistakes. You know, it used to just drive me up a tree, and it still would if I was still in the system. Some kid forgets something, and 
here comes mom or dad leaving mm -hmm. work or grandma or grandpa mm -hmm. and they bring it to them, you know, if if they just said, well, you know, you're just going to have to do without that today and mm -hmm. teach them a little responsibility, maybe they wouldn't forget it yep. the next time. Well, yeah, I had a kid the other day, she forgot something. Her mom's a teacher and she forgot something and she was like, oh, I, I, I got to call my mom. I said, you, your mom's not going to leave her classroom to come <laughs> and bring you that. But she was like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, a little bit of accountability, a little bit of make do without. You know, a lot of times kids act the way we expect them to act. And, mm -hmm. and if we really don't have expectations of them, they're just not going to live up to our expectations. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Well, it's been great being with you today. Same I here. appreciate you taking your time out. and. Uh, Good luck to you here, and if I Thank can ever you. do anything to help you here, just be sure to give me a call, okay? Oh, I definitely will be calling on you. You're going to come back and be a shark for me. Okay, I'll do it. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Well, that was our interview with Tracy McClanahan, career clusters teacher at Barbersville Middle School, and hopefully you're encouraged with what at least one county system is doing to help our kids and grandkids make informed decisions about life after high school. And as I always say, it's not the school's responsibility to teach them everything. As parents and grandparents, we need to take an active role in helping our kids and grandkids make wise decisions about what they want to do after high school, what they want to be when they grow up. And it's, uh, it's not just the school's responsibility, although here's an example of one school and one county system that's trying to help even middle schoolers choose a career path that uh, will help them to be successful in life. Well, that's about all the time we have for this week, but we appreciate you coming by to Be Boomer Unleashed again today, and we hope you'll come back next week and for every week and every episode of Be Boomer Unleashed. Next week, we'll be talking about careers that may require a college degree. You won't want to miss that. And we hope that you'll join us then. But until then, have a great week and may God bless each and every one of you. Goodbye.